From WOUB News, you're listening to The Outlet, where campus meets community. I'm Kayla McCleskey. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from Southeast Ohio. This week on The Outlet, universities have new defenses against cybersecurity attacks. We have to stay vigilant, and we're constantly working to identify the next risks. And Athens residents advocate for accessibility updates to city streets. Like an accessibility desert? I don't know if that's exactly right, but it's a place in Athens that there are no crosswalks to get there. These stories and more right here on The Outlet. Universities have always been prime targets for cybersecurity breaches and spend millions of dollars protecting their data. Outlet reporter Connor Woodruff has more on how the war in Ukraine has altered the cybersecurity landscape. Experts have attributed a recent drop in cyber attacks targeting the West to changing priorities for hackers in Russia and Ukraine. Some will say that that drop was over 80%, but it was significant. That's Kevin Hughley, Senior Vice President of Financial Services at Locked On Companies. He works in international insurance and risk management with universities in Ohio. Businesses across the country migrated their sensitive data to the internet, and that is what so many bad actors are after. Hughley says the drop in cyber attacks has stabilized the cost of insurance. And that's good news to Ohio University's Director of Enterprise Risk Management and Insurance, Larry Wines. We're cautiously optimistic. Ohio University spends $5 million in cybersecurity insurance annually. Wines says they've had issues with insurance beyond just the cost. The last two years especially, the last uh, couple of renewals have been really challenging. Studies show data breaches are among the highest concerns for universities. Higher ed institutions like OU are prime targets for attacks because of the amount of personal data that they store. Hughley says one popular method, a ransomware attack, locks a computer's files behind a paywall until the victim pays the hacker a ransom. About three to four years ago, all of a sudden ransomware events took off. According to Sophos's ransomware report, the average ransom payment is $1.5 million. The implications of taking their systems down are just so broad-reaching. You've got police departments, you've got hospitals and clinics, you have their own fire departments, their own industrial power plants. Hughley says the drop in cyber attacks shouldn't mean a drop in vigilance. We have to stay vigilant, and we're constantly working to identify the next risks. Hackers could change their focus depending on what happens with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and new cyber attack methods are emerging alongside artificial intelligence. Reporting for The Outlet, I'm Connor Woodruff in Athens. The city of Athens is adding new businesses, and both of them are in the city's main hubs. Outlet reporter Morgan Anderson brings us the latest on what's to come. Here on East State Street, construction on two new franchise locations is set to start soon. A new Chipotle and Starbucks will be side-by-side at 960 East State Street, right across from Lowe's. The chains already have locations uptown, but the new locations will be the first ones with a drive-thru. Athens' director of code enforcement, David Riggs, says after some setback, they hope the project will start soon. That's a very difficult site to develop from an engineering development standpoint. Um, they spent a lot of time and money doing that. They think they've got a project ready to go, and we're waiting on them to pull the trigger to get started. 
Heading uptown, a new hotel is officially coming soon. 63 South Court Street will soon offer visitors a place to stay right in the heart of Athens. The project has been in the works for more than a year. It's now moving forward after the Athens County Port Authority received a grant to clean up the building. Columbus-based Indus Hotels bought the building with plans to transform the second and third floors into a 22-room extended-stay hotel, provided the site would be cleaned up. An almost half-a-million-dollar grant will be used for interior demo and to remove asbestos from the building. Cleanup should be done by early August. Executive Director of the Athens County Port Authority, Molly Fitzgerald, says the current demo will not affect Court Street's commuters. I think they, um, the contractor selected has a good plan to keep it um, relatively, I don't know if I want to say low-key, but um, <laughs> very safe and uh, as little of an impact to foot and car traffic as possible. Indus says they do not have a definite timeline for completion of the project. Reporting for the outlet, I'm Morgan Anderson in Athens. The Southeastern Ohio Rainbow Alliance celebrated pride by hosting several events in Athens. Outlet reporter Ariel Lyons has more. The city of Athens is celebrating pride this month, and last weekend there were plenty of activities available for those wanting to take part. Saturday morning began with a large parade uptown, which gathered a plethora of people in the community to both watch and participate in. Participants in colorful outfits gave out candy, Hawaiian lays, and flags representing several gender and sexual orientations. After the parade ended, both the participants and attendees gathered at many booths that were set up to educate the community about resources available to LGBTQ plus people. Old maids at the time for not being married would of course set up housekeeping. The next day, the Appalachian Pride walking tour took participants around Athens for a little history lesson. Then, an afternoon of family fun began at Richland Avenue Park, where food, music, bouncy houses, and other fun activities like tarot card readings and temporary tattoos were available for kids and families. Family Field Day participant Christina Todd said it was important to bring her kids to an event like this due to the current political climate for the LGBTQ community. It's really important with the climate of the world and the way that things are. They're already excited about the energy because the rainbow, the color, the over the top. Um, but everyone is so friendly because it's such a welcoming event and they love the environment. Um, bouncy houses don't hurt. Other events that took place over the weekend were a happy hour, dance party, and a drag show. It was a weekend of fun, joy, and pride. For the outlet, I'm Aria Lyons in Athens. A new tool for the Washington County Sheriff's Office is contributing to investigations. We talked to Washington County deputies about the new technology. Hovering hundreds of feet above the ground is the newest tool for the Washington County Sheriff's Office. Special Deputy Dwayne Brandon and his co-pilot focused the drone surveillance camera on a license plate of a pickup truck parked in a lot over two miles away across the Muskingum River. You could see the license plate number. The Matrix 300 RTK at 8 pounds and with a 2 feet wingspan, it is the largest drone in the department. This drone can track individuals or vehicles, display heat signatures, and share the heat exposure on different surfaces. 
Washington County bought three drones and a robot with a $165,000 grant from the Ohio Emergency Management Agency. With the new technology comes rules and policies for operating the drones. Excuse me, anytime you take a drone, an unmanned aerial vehicle, and you put it in the air, uh, that is, it's a controlled vehicle now, it, it falls under FAA federal airspace rules. So those are set in stone. The sheriff's office say along with FAA rules, the department has rules and policies on when and how a drone is used. Our, our focus and our usage of the drone unit is, is not in a surveillance type situation at all. We're not biased in that situation in doing those those type of operations. But privacy advocates have concerns with the use of the technology by law enforcement. The American Civil Liberties Union of Ohio Chief Lobbyist Gary Daniels says there are three major areas of concern when it comes to drones and law enforcement. Who has access to the data and for what reasons? Um, a, a very big concern with drones and all this type of technology. And then third, how long is this data kept for? And again, who has access to it and for what reasons? Uh, you know, our preference on all this type of technology is if you don't need it, um, get rid of it absolutely as soon as possible. Groups like the ACLU are trying to get laws passed in state legislatures to put limitations on law enforcement's use of drones. You can have a department that has no rules or regulations. You can have a department that has fantastic rules and regulations with regard to privacy. Uh, and you can have departments that are somewhere in between. Regardless of where they fall on that scale, internal policies and regulations is not nearly enough. We need laws to be able to protect people's privacy. But as the debate over technology and privacy continues, drones are helping departments do their job. Recently, at the request of the Vienna Police Department, Powers and his team went to West Virginia to help search for a missing man. They searched for two hours until they found him in a very hilly area. Officers there that said, you know, if it wasn't for the drone at that moment and for us looking for him, that there's a very good chance he would have passed away and maybe not have been found for a few months later down the road. Reporting for the outlet, I'm Kayla McCluskey in Washington County. Walk, talk, and roll hit the streets of Athens for its fifth year. Outlet reporter Haley Hollinger speaks with organizers about how to make the city more accessible. Currently inaccessible, become accessible. A crowd of about 60 people stand in front of Passionworks Studios listening to Athens City Commission on Disabilities Chair Davey McNelly talk about the importance of improving accessibility in Athens. After about 20 minutes, the group moves to the next stop on the walk, talk, and roll tour of the city. Organized by the commission, the event aims to spread awareness about areas of the city that are doing a good job with accessibility in areas that could be improved. One of those places, McNelly says, is the Domino's Pizza right off Court Street. We call it like an accessibility desert. I don't know if that's exactly right, but it's a place in Athens that there are no crosswalks to get there. Uneven brick roads, old cracked sidewalks, and numerous other challenges can make getting out of the house difficult for some people in Athens. Sarah Daugherty, assistant director of the Ohio University LGBT Center, uses a motorized wheelchair to get around. She says she wants to live in a place that attracts people with all kinds of abilities. I want to be where other rad disabled people are. 
Advocates say things are improving in the city thanks to the work of the commission and efforts to raise awareness like the annual walk, talk and roll. Athens Safety Director Andy Stone said the city has already made changes and is planning to make more. And as I noted, um, you know, the city's um, built or repaired over 71,000 feet of shared use path or sidewalk over the last two decades. There is still plenty more work to do. The city plans on improving crosswalks from using a brick veneer instead of actual bricks so the crosswalk is smoother to installing better crosswalk signals that include audio instructions. As the city moves forward with improvements, advocates will keep walking, talking, and rolling to ensure the city is accessible for everyone. Reporting for The Outlet, I'm Haley Hollinger in Athens. Officials in Jackson County are spreading awareness about the number one cause of death in the county. Outlet reporter Reese Thompson has more on the For the Health of It Fair. Tables are lined up along the bike path at Manpower Park in Jackson County. From fun activities like painting or puzzle races to more serious things like getting your blood pressure checked. The day was focused on raising awareness of heart disease. This is the For the Health of It event. Officials in Jackson County say the rate of mortality for heart disease is twice as high as the rest of the state. Two Jackson County community organizers, Emily Blegg and Sam Canterbury, say it hits close to home. My, my father struggled with a lot of health problems. He had heart disease and had to have several bypass surgeries. My other grandfather on my mother's side, he um, died from a massive heart attack. Um, so yeah, and it runs into my family. The county health department collaborated with the Southeastern Appalachian Regional Community Health, or otherwise known as SEARCH program, to encourage healthier lifestyles. But Canterbury says that can be hard with limited healthy food options. As Appalachians in a whole, you know, it's, it's all this sort of hard labor, it's, you know, it's all this, but yet we don't get to eat well because there's nowhere really to get healthy food, but you're getting your... Mental health also plays a factor in improving overall health results. Shannon Dalton, the Gallia Jackson Meg's alcohol, drug addiction, and mental health community programming coordinator, says she understands this personally. If I was able to get active once again, I was able to get past some of the things that were actually uh, causing um, some of my health issues. Organizers hope for the Health of It event is just an early step to combat the ongoing physical and mental health issues in Jackson County. And they say they plan to work together to get it done. For the outlet, I'm Reese Thompson in Jackson County. That's all we have for you this week. Thanks for joining us. The outlet is produced each week by me, Kayla McCleskey. We're edited by Teach Baidia, Aaron Payne, and David Forster. Adam Rich is our technical assistant, and our theme music is performed by Ryan Gavos. Enjoy our show? Tell a friend to give us a listen. They can subscribe to the outlet on SoundCloud or Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts, or find us online at woub.org. They can also follow us on Twitter at Outlet underscore W-O-U-B and Instagram at Newswatch underscore W-O-U-B. We'll be back next week with more stories from Southeast Ohio.